Hey guys, welcome to Good Good Talks. This is Stephanie, your host. Still not used to saying that, but this is a podcast with good talks about good stuff with good people. And this season, we're doing it Grit It Girl style. So sorry guys, we are focusing on the women this time and really digging into what that looks like of celebrating women, what it looks like of gritting it as a woman. And does anyone struggle with saying women and then woman, like trying to do a plural and singular? It's actually very difficult. So that's the focus for this season. Obviously, I think you may have caught on for the opening for season three, the first interview that we have with Maddie. But this interview here is with Joanna Waterfall. She's the founder of Yellow Co., and which is a business that I've followed for I want to say a couple years, but I'm not business minded. I'm not very entrepreneurial, I guess. I mean, maybe I am. I love new ideas and starting things, but I don't know. I don't know how to do business stuff. So it was so fun to chat with Joanna and not only learn about um, Yellow Co., but just learn about what that looks like of I feel like there's so much of, if we start businesses, if we start things like my podcast, I'm starting this platform and what's my goal for it? What's my thing for this? And she really helped me kind of find that focus. Um, And I just loved hearing her heart behind Yellow Co and hearing how she started that. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her as well. So let's just get right onto the conversation. Here is Joanna and I can't wait for y'all to meet her. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. This is, I'm like so nervous because (laughs) I followed you for so long. And then whenever I reached out for you for the podcast, it was like kind of random. So I've been like trying to prepare mentally for this. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. I love your shirt. It's so cute. Thank you. God, that's I'm like, it's, you're in California, you said, right? It's so hot. (laughs) It is insane hot yeah. and my air we have we don't have air conditioning we just have like a little window unit that's oh, been yeah. like blasting like chugging all day so uh, I'm like I'm gonna work out yeah just... you're in LA yeah okay. um in Burbank okay so yeah, where I'm literally drinking hot coffee because I love hot coffee I'll drink it no matter what girl I <laughs> am literally the same yeah <laughs> I'll drink it whether I'm sweating or not no matter how hot it is. Yeah, exactly. So what is it up there? Because I think it's like 108 down here right now. Yeah, it's like the same. I think my phone said it was supposed to be like 108 today or something like that. So Cool. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for like taking a chance and not even really even knowing me whatsoever. Do you do podcasts a lot or like... Um, I've, odd? Done, I've done a few over the over the years yeah like I'd say I don't know I I've done I've done a little bit yeah of them okay so it's always fun I I I like doing it it wasn't like super odd to get an email out of nowhere asking you no not at all yeah I'm always like I'm used to that and I am always reaching out to people randomly too for things so I get I get it it's not weird at all yeah well I don't have my own company I don't do any of like what Yellow Co's kind of, like, focused on. Um, so I don't know how I started following you guys, but do you know Jesse Pepper, Jesse Arteague? Yeah! Okay, so I've worked with her a little bit on her season stuff, 
And nice. um, when I was with her, I asked her, I was like, I think it was before Yellow of last year. I was like, would it be, would it make sense for me to go there? And she's like, honestly, not really. But like, because it's just your guys's vision for that is, I would just love to be in the room, no matter if I have anything to add whatsoever. Um, yeah, I always tell people, we always say entrepreneurial minded, because yeah. there are so many people who come who don't have their own businesses. Mm-hmm. We always say that the people, the thing that brings everybody together at Yellow is that they want to make an impact for good by using what they have, whether yeah. that's their business, their creativity, their art, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Okay, so. well, you may be talking me into going, so. <laughs> you should come. You should really come. I really, really and want Jesse to. Jesse should come, too. I, I know. It's not super, um, like, here's how to build a business. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why we use the, like, entrepreneurial-minded type yeah. of language. It's like you want to build an, like, you want to be the entrepreneur of your own life. Mm, and, like, yeah. that's kind of what we talk about and who we serve okay you know I'm someone that literally I hear of anything awesome and I'll just I'll be all in and it has nothing to do with anything that I can like (laughs) give my two cents okay so obviously that's how I know of you um can you give a little like rundown of just who you are and then um kind of like how yellow coat came to be because I feel like obviously that's how I know you but I also want to get to know you more just as your person, and I feel like the questions that I sent you are going to be a little bit more of, like, the um, personal questions anyway, but I feel like because I started following you with Yellow, that will kind of help start the conversation, so. Cool. Go for it. Who I am. Gosh, that's a very um, deep question to answer, Um, (laughs) but yeah, so essentially, I guess I'll just... Is there anything, like, specific you want me to... No, I mean, just kind of maybe, like, where are you at in your life right now? Are you married? you have kids? Like, how old are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, Yes, so I'm married. I'll have been married seven years next month. Oh, fine. I live in Burbank. I have a cat, Pickles, who's actually right here at Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Enjoying the heat as well. Surviving the heat. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, and lived in Burbank. Nolan, my husband, and I have lived in the same little bungalow. We literally went on our honeymoon, moved in here, and we've never left. No we've way. lived in the same place our whole marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my background's in graphic design and digital media, so I went to school. My first two years, I went to Biola University, okay. and then I was an art major there, and then I transferred to Cal Baptist because my dad worked as a professor there okay. and um I got free tuition yeah so that was so pretty cool taking it yeah. and <laughs> I switched my major to graphic design when I was there and um that's what I did for the majority of my career after college I worked at an agency for about a year after I graduated and then um worked part-time and then started my freelance business part-time and for freelancing was it just more like focusing on the graphic designing part of stuff or what was that yeah, all graphic design. That was okay. pretty much what I, the only thing I did. So design and built websites and just cool. did marketing materials and um, logos and created visual brands yeah. for small businesses and um, built that business up and um, moved into a studio and I hired a designer and things were going awesome and um, 
and I really loved like working for myself and uh, like being able to be creative and stuff. But yeah. as I um, kind of hit like so, freelance graphic design was always my goal. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, if only I could just be a freelance designer. Like that's like my like top. Yeah. And then I got it. I hit my goals, yeah. and I was like, wow, I like actually am able to you know, survive off of this and live and make some decent money. And, um, and then I kind of got to a place where I was like, okay, like what's next? Like, how do I continue to grow? Do I want to build this into like an agency or do I want this to be, um, you know, just get higher paying clients? Like what's my next step here? Yeah. And kind of got into this place of like questioning just what, what I'm doing and Mm. like the purpose of my work and I think in questioning what my next step was, it kind of brought about this, these feelings of like, am I doing something that is purposeful? Like, what impact am I making with my work? Um, and I kind of started to realize that there was a part of me that wanted to use what I had to make the world a better place that wasn't really being utilized. Mm-hmm. I was kind of going from client to client and... Um, my, the, there was nothing wrong with the work that I was doing. There was just a part of me that wasn't really being expressed. And it really brought me into a place where I just was really depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I I felt like I was going through the motions. It was hard to get out of bed in the morning. It was mm-hmm. just a time of questioning and da- a lot of doubts and um, a lot of like just wondering what am I what am I doing with my life yeah um so I started like looking and searching for women who I could look up to and say like okay this is who I want to be like this is where I want to head I'm a very visual person Mm -hmm. and one thing I've noticed and learned about myself over the years is that I do really well when I can see something that's been done Mm. and then be like okay that's the kind of person I want to be that's like the kind of thing I want to build I can go build that yeah I'm not um it's it's hard for me to like come up with something out of nothing Mm -hmm. or like come up with like a visual or or something of a person that I wanted to emulate Mm -hmm. um so I through that came upon the world of social entrepreneurship and specifically met a lot of women in that space, um, who were running these social enterprises and, um, you know, this was like 2013. So okay. then not a lot of people knew what that was. Now yeah. it's like very common, no, but so now it's like the biggest like, oh thing God. ever. <laughs> what? So now it's like the biggest thing ever. It's just yeah. what everybody wants. Yeah. yeah. Then I was like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that this existed. Like this is amazing. Like how cool is it for these women to know that they can go to work every day and they're making an impact because their business is like designed around that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was super inspiring to me. And so one night I was getting ready to go. It was like Christmas time, the end of the year in 2013. And I was getting ready to go to an ugly Christmas sweater party or no yeah Christmas sweater party and I was in the shower and I just like got struck with a lightning bolt of an idea where I was like I should make a conference where women like this are speaking and it's not like super business corporate-y it's like creative and inviting Mm -hmm. and 
welcoming and it's not about competition but it's about collaboration and there's speakers that I look up to because I just want to sit in the audience and hear Mm -hmm. their stories and how they got to where they are and what um their what their stories are and how they do what they do and so um I was it was really like perfect timing because it was the end of the year like New Year's resolutions were coming yeah. <laughs> up, and so I was like, "This is going to be my thing for 2014." Um, so in January, I opened up um, a bank account and did the whole like opening up a business um, for Yellow. And in August 2014, we had our first conference and wow. we sold out that first year and had some awesome speakers come. And that's kind of what brought it about. And for up until. Uh, really like the end of 2017 like last year I was still doing graphic design um and yellow was kind of slowly became like my full-time job like it was never like a like I've never except for that first year out of school I've never worked in corporate I've never Mm -hmm. I've mostly always worked for myself so Mm -hmm. I didn't have like a lot of people ask like oh when did you like quit your job and do this full time and Mm -hmm. I never really had to do that because I just kind of slowly took on less and less graphic design clients okay and um then took on more and more yellow like throughout the years so okay yeah wow that's awesome and how did so you made all those connections and so that's kind of how you were able to have people come speak at it for the first year how big um was it for 2014 yeah, that first year was about 150 That's awesome. people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So now, like, what, I guess, I'm, I mean, I don't even know if anybody, I'm interested in this, so that's all that matters. Um, what do you do full-time for Yellow, then? I know, I get your blogs that you send out. Is it every day? I feel like I get them every day. Um, if not, then maybe I just, like, it's the only one that I see. I don't know. We um, do three times a week. That's what it is. It might feel like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it may just feel like every day with me emailing you separately and then getting them of like, okay, what's going on? Um, but so I've seen that and I know like there's the blogging on the side of it. So are you just kind of in charge of all of that? Like what's your day-to-day thing? Yeah. So we have the conference. Um, we just recently got back from, um, living out of an Airstream for two months and doing a tour up the West Coast. I love that. I really um, wanted to go to something, but I couldn't catch any of them, but it looked so yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it was honestly amazing. We did eight events every Saturday in a row, and um, so we're in, we're in the midst of planning a lot of, like, experiences, in-person experiences for 2019 for people. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we have, like, our in-person events and the conference, and then we have our membership platform. Yeah. Which is, um, like, a monthly membership that comes with, like, monthly mailers, magazines, um, in-person gatherings, and, like, an online digital hub of information. Yeah. And online chats and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then we're in the midst of planning a lot of, um, things for 2019. We're, um, adding on a second conference for next year. And so a lot of my day to day looks like a mix of executing and planning for the future. Um, a lot of what I 
kind of lean into is the marketing and the relationship building with speakers and sponsors. Yeah. Um, and just like you were talking about emailing random people at yeah. companies saying, hey, come work with us. Yeah. Come sponsor <laughs> our event, please. Yeah. And um, so a lot of that and uh, also just kind of managing my team, doing one-on-one calls with um, each member of my team and connecting people and emails and yeah. uh, all the things. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a mix of like executing as well as yeah. like coming up and doing the like overall like vision. Yeah moving forward yeah leading all that stuff and all of your events for the airstream were they more just like hanging out with people that followed you online or what were those events specifically yeah so they were like mini conferences so we call them pop-up conferences and they were literally like a mini version of what we do at our annual conference in la um so our annual conference in la is like two days long it's super immersive there's 10 speakers two panels there's interactive activities and, like, ways to get to know other attendees. So these were kind of that just, like, from 9 to 2 on mm-hmm. a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had three speakers. We had one panel. And then we had community, like, um, interaction activities cool. uh, at the events as well. So we sourced local. Almost every event we did had all, like, local speakers. Wow. Um, same kind of thing, like women who are using what they have to make an impact for good on the world, and um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. And we sold tickets to them and got to meet so many cool people. Some of them were invited by a friend and had no idea what they were coming to, yeah, or showing up to, and some of them had followed us for years, so it was and everything in between, yeah. Um, so it was really, really fun. And yeah. living out of an airstream was like amazing and we got to go so many cool places and it was awesome would you ever want to live out of a tiny home like that uh I don't think I would honestly I thought I might like want be ready to buy an airstream like after this tour yeah um but it's not easy like there are so many things that you don't think about when you live in a regular home mm-hmm. that um, go into living out of an airstream, mm-hmm. like, just so many things, yeah. um, and it's exhausting. So I loved it for, like, a time, like, two months was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love, I would have one, and, like, I would never do a tiny home, but I would, like, have an airstream or a trailer, yeah. and, like do a summer on the road, yeah. but then be able to come back to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend that lives out of an Airstream. She just moved in, I want to say, like, middle of June, so that's their tiny home. It's their thing, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Respect. Yeah. I know. That is not easy. <laughs> I know. I think, yeah, it does sound, like, super practical because it's super minimalistic, you know, like, it's kind of just what everybody's wanting to do now, um, uh-huh. but, yeah, it's, like, actually acting on it and doing it for days on end is a little bit yeah trickier. there's so many things you don't even think about like I the first like week two weeks of our tour were really really difficult mm. like we were like why did we do this because <laughs> it's just so hard but then once you get the hang of it yeah. you're like okay I get it yeah um and my husband and I always joke that we kind of already live in a tiny home yeah. because our house is like 500 square feet <laughs> and we're like this is, like, pretty much a tiny Literally, anything... <laughs> it's, like, anything, not, like, called that, but... Yeah, anything L.A., Orange County, like, 
it's gonna be small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's so cool, and I think that will give um, listeners a little bit of understanding of what Yellow Co is, because I think even from me following it, um, I don't know. Does the algorithm on Instagram just make you mad, or does it make you mad? <laughs> I think it's kind oh, of. Oh yeah, it's so frustrating. I've kind of I like. There's only so much you can do. Totally. So part of me is just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not getting seen uh, everywhere. And yeah. I think that's why you kind of have to make sure that Instagram isn't your only way. Yeah. You're like interacting with people. That's why they say like email lists is everything because that's the only thing you actually own. Yeah. Like you don't own your Facebook followers. You don't own your Instagram mm. followers. We could get hacked tomorrow and lose everything. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's totally frustrating. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I get most frustrated when I see something from, like, five days ago. Yeah. It's like, happy 4th of July. Yeah. Like, it's been, well, you know, now it was yeah. just yesterday. But, no, um, totally. Or the two days ago. But, yeah, I'm like, this is supposed to be, like, even just per- on a personal level. I, I know. see things are happening now, not, exactly. like, last week. I know. And that's what I feel like is, like, following you guys with your, um going up the west coast and even just like seeing what your conference is doing it's like if you miss one or two things in between it gets confusing and you Mm. don't but it doesn't show you an order either so it can show me like something you guys just posted or whoever just posted something and then it will do five days before or whatever like it's never in order and so I feel like um because Instagram's kind of the only way other than email I do follow you guys on that um it's kind of like scattered of yeah. how I understand what you guys are doing. So this helps me, like, put a little nice little bow on it. So Yeah, cool. Cool. Okay, so there was an email that you sent out. I think it was about the conference. But I wanted to read it because I feel like um, it really gives perspective of what I want this next season for my podcast to be. Um, I feel like it didn't even, like, tell you at all what my podcast is, other than, like, just conversation, mostly with women. Um, I had my brother on it once, um, but other than that, for this next season, like, my focus is I really just want to show that every woman has their season, has their thing that they're doing, and that's why the word grit is kind of like that focus of, like, the subtitle, I guess, is Grit It Girl, um, so when I thought of Yellow Co., it was kind of like, okay, this is all these women coming together, just celebrating and like, like you said, no competition, but, like, collaborating together. And then you sent out this email, and I was like, all right, this is perfect. Okay, so I'm going to read it, and then I feel like it will kind of be a good segue into the questions. Cool. Do you have any okay. questions about the questions that I sent you? No, they looked awesome. Okay. And I love talking about grit. So okay, cool. I love I it. Excited. Okay, yeah. so this one, the title was Our Ownership um, for the Yellow Conference. And then it says, spread goodness in bloom. I love that. I actually just now I'm reading that. Okay. Um, it says, have you ever been in a room filled with women who truly want the best for you and aren't jumping to compete with you? A room where women know that they are built for and created to do big things with their lives. A room filled with women who are coming together because they have one thing in common, to imply and purely live their day-to-day life with purpose and make their world a better place, all for the benefit of humankind. And I feel like, like I said, that is really what I want to go with for this podcast of like we women need to stop competing and stop comparing and stop looking at others as what we need to be doing and like knowing that what you're doing right now is where you're at it may not be easy and it may be like the hardest thing or the best thing um but living in that moment so 
Okay. So in the segue to that, the first question I've been asking is how do you define grit? So I love that you already like love that word. So I feel like you already have like a good amount behind it. So just go. I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it was 2016. Pretty sure. Yeah. 2016 for our conference, our theme was grit, valor, heart. And it was about like kind of when you pair these three things, grit, valor and heart together that's like where the magic happens Mm. um and so being that that was our theme I got super immersed into grit and what it is and how important it is and how um to keep it at the forefront of your mind but um I think just like out of that and out of my own journey I've I would define grit as um resilience and um just really, like, not giving up. Mm-hmm. Like, staying true to your heart, staying true to your mission, staying true to your vision, mm-hmm. and knowing that the how can change and will change, and mm-hmm. you're going to fail, and you're going to succeed, and neither of those things define you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you find your identity in something bigger than yourself, when you find your identity in something like you're not what you do Mm. um you you are a person like you are a child of god and that is like first and foremost and then everything you do does not define you like your success doesn't define you and neither does your failures Mm -hmm. and um i think grit is like having that mindset because that's what helps you continue on and to continue to move forward um is knowing who you are Mm. and not letting like failure or things not working out stop you or yeah. and not letting success get to your head where you get too comfortable and you're like all right I'm good mm-hmm. um but you're continuing to move forward and further your mission and further your vision and your why yeah that's awesome so I know it was two years ago but because that was your guys's I don't know theme for that year how do you feel like people did the speakers really talk about it or like kind of dive into it what do you feel like um how the women saw it that year for the conference. How did the women what for the conference? How did they, like, see that word and, like, I guess more um, respond to it? The grit, yeah. valor, and I think you said heart is the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, like, one thing and, like, some just feedback and, like, conversations that I had, um, people really... I think, like, especially in America, we are so told from a young age, in kindergarten, it's about getting to first grade. First grade, it's about getting to second, and mm. all the way up until college. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you graduate college, and maybe this is, I don't know, a season you've experienced, maybe not. But for me and for a lot of women that I talk to, it's like, okay, I've done everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of college, and you get a job, and you're like, okay, I check the list. Mm-hmm. And then after a few years in that, you're like okay, but, like, who am I? Because yeah. no one is telling you this is who you are, this is what oh, yeah. you want to do, yeah. like, check these boxes and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's none of that when you're, like, out I know. in the real world. Well, you go 16, 17 years with literally just being told this is your next step of where you're going. And then yeah. it just stops. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know where you're so just weird. supposed to determine your own fate. <laughs> like, what yeah. the heck? Yeah, and that's, like, God, it's whole own set of like stuff that comes with it but um 
So I think, like, one thing that's cool about not being told, like, hey, here's the next step, here's what you need to do, is that you kind of get some time to reflect on, like, okay, what, who am I? Mm -hmm. Like, who am I apart from what I've been told to do my whole life? Or who am I apart from these expectations that I've put on myself? And you kind of go from this mindset of learning, learning, learning mm-hmm. to, okay, now it's time to unlearn some things. I've been taught this. I've been, le- I've been, you know, I've put this on myself. It's time for me to like let go yeah. and, and unlearn. And, um, I think that also just comes into this whole idea of identity and who you are and not defining yourself from your failures and not being so afraid of failure. Cause yeah. I think that's one thing that, women with grit and men have is they're um they're not afraid to fail Mm -hmm. like failure is not the end game like they know the end game is like the big picture Mm -hmm. and so failure is just part of that Mm -hmm. and I think especially I see this in women a lot we're just so terrified of failing Mm -hmm. um because we hold so much of our identity in like our success and that's just what America teaches us And, um, so I think a lot of the responses was like, oh my gosh, it's okay to fail. And like failure is a part of the process and failure doesn't mean I'm done. Mm -hmm. Failure is just one stepping stone and I can continue to move forward and continue to move on even when there is failure. Um, so that was kind of a topic that I saw, um, a lot of speakers talk about and attendees kind of gain from and learn from and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so the next question then would be, how are you gritting it right now? What do you feel like your yeah. grit is? Um, I, it was like, I was rereading your questions before we hopped on the call here, and I was like, oh, I feel like this is so timely, especially for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like right now, I'm, we're in a place where we're having our fifth conference this year. It's kind of funny, because like, it's our fifth conference, but actually the fourth year in business, mm-hmm. because first conference we hadn't been in business a year yet you know but um it's a fourth year in business like I've really just over the last year like immersed myself fully into yellow and it's kind of like okay like let's see what's working what's not working where are we headed like I think like I'm someone who really loves like the beginning phases of things Mm -hmm. I'm like ooh, a new shiny thing like this is so fun like let's, (laughs) let's do it and um we're kind of, we're totally past that with yellow now. Like, Mm. it's not, like, it's been in my life for the past four years. Like, it's not a new shiny thing in my life anymore. Yet, like, I have to say, okay, like, how do I continue to make this new and shiny, like, even if it's just for myself? Yeah. And today I was doing just a lot of, like, looking at the future and where we're headed and where we want to be and, like, financial goals and, like, just what direction we're headed in, what we need to cut out, what we need to move, continue to do. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's just continuing to like, not like for me personally right now, to answer your question, (laughs) this season of grit looks like, um, just not getting complacent Mm. and not allowing myself to, um, get bored or, uh, like, I guess, yeah, complacent, I would say, is yeah. the best word, but to continue to fuel my own fire and fuel my own creativity so I can continue to move forward with, with grit. Yeah. Um, 
especially also because now yellow is not like my side project it's like my full-time job which I think changes things too totally it like used to be like oh let me finish my design so I can like go work on yellow which is like what I want to work on (laughs) and and so that like really fueled me creatively and now I have to kind of just switch gears and mentally switch like how I'm being fueled creatively by yellow yeah um and even like finding other creative fuels outside of yellow so I can fuel my fire within yellow like mm-hmm. I started playing violin again I oh my god since I was like 12 years old that's awesome and it's just like kind of trying to like keep myself excited about things keep myself motivated because it's super easy to I think especially when you've hit a few walls to get just tired and being like I'm I feel like just tired because yeah. running your own business is really hard yeah and I think after years of doing it too and um like, I can just feel myself getting to a place where I'm like, oh, I feel, like, tired of, I feel tired of failing. I feel tired of doing things that then don't work mm-hmm. or just experimenting. I'm so tired of not knowing what I'm doing yeah. all the time. Because when you're moving forward, you're, you never know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been in this place before with this size of a business with like the things that I have so it's always learning and I think sometimes I'm like I just want to know what I'm doing yeah like where's it gonna end up yeah for sure yeah yeah um but then you know it's finding other ways to allow myself to feel those things so I continue to stay excited and engaged and so for me that's what grit looks like right now is like fueling my creativity being intentional and continuing to find the new spark like within me and within yellow to like continue to move forward Mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool love that you're honestly the first person that I've actually asked all these questions to other than my friend Maddie so I think my friend Maddie is kind of the person that um the one that you interviewed um she's the person that kind of I started this conversation with where more just, like, culturally trying to switch gears of, like, it's so ingrained in us women to um, kind of, like, like you've been saying, like, you're, I love your wording of, like, competing rather than collaborating. Um, so for her and I, it's kind of like an ongoing conversation. So for our interview, it was kind of like a just starting from where we left off. So for you, this is, like, the first time I've been, okay, sitting down, asking the questions straight out. Um, so, sorry, cool. it's, like, a little, like patchy or bumpy oh, or you're whatever totally fine. No, no um okay because there's so much that I want to hit with this season that I think do you have you taken the Enneagram I ask everyone oh yeah this. I'm obsessed okay what are you on the Enneagram I'm a nine okay I'm a one okay um, so like I'm all about like justice and like hitting everything of like being 110 percent in everything I do so I it's really hard for me to like narrow in on one idea so when it comes to, like, the name Grit It Girl, I'm like, okay, sweet, I'm going to talk about grit. But it's like, but I also want to talk about how our culture just, like, sucks about celebrating women and gives us, like, this, mm. we, women need to look this way, women need to do this. But then I also, like, want to talk about this. Like, I just want to, like, have all these things in the bucket and stir it up. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, what's going through my head of, like, okay, I have yeah. five questions, but <laughs> where's it yeah. going? It's all good, and I'm, all, I'm done talking about whatever. Awesome, so. awesome. Well, yeah. okay, this is all on good. my mind, which, like, the next question is, how would you encourage other women or girls in the season that you're in? But before we get to it, I 
I have only, I have never interviewed someone that is not, um, this is like such like, I don't want to be awkward, but like, are you a Christian or a believer? Like, is that your life? I don't know. I don't even know how to ask it. (laughs) Yeah, no, you just asked it. It's great. Um, yeah, I have grown up, my dad was a pastor my whole life. He now works as a professor at Cal Baptist teaching music. Okay, cool. Um, and I was raised by the church and yeah, would, um, I, um, yeah, I am a Christian and have been a follower of Christianity for pretty much my whole life. Okay. So. Cool. Do you yeah. feel like that is, um, cause for me it's, I don't know, it's very, it's definitely my foundation and the reason on which I go and even like why I'm doing good, good talks or why I even am teaching or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. but do you feel like that like ties in to yellow and your goals and your dreams for that? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think a huge part of my desire to use my life for a purpose and impact the world for good definitely stems from, like, what I've been taught through Christianity and um, how I believe that we are all here for a purpose and a reason. And I feel like I'm here for a reason and I've been given specific gifts and skills and talents. And I believe everybody, I believe that same thing for every single person on this earth. Yeah. And, um, so I think so much of like that worldview definitely stemmed into my, even just like, especially at the beginning feeling like my graphic design work, I was like, gosh, I feel like I want to have like, like, is this living, is this me living on my, like my purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I think that'll be a question that we'll probably always be asking our entire lives. Totally. I don't think there's really ever a like end, like, Mm -hmm. yes, like I have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that definitely has been a huge reason for a lot of what I do throughout my years of starting yellow and even just like loving the world of social entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. helping the widows and the orphans and equality and all of these things that Mm -hmm. I think stem from Christianity. Totally. Yeah. I think that it was something I could, I could probably just like throw on you and say, yeah, that's definitely part of her goal for it. But I think it, you can feel like that goodness and the, just the, like you said, wanting to do good for the world. That's definitely something I see and feel through yellow, I guess, whenever I see anything from you guys so mm, cool, cool. I just it. I wasn't it's honestly I realized that everyone that surrounds me is a Christian to where it's just part of my daily like conversation which is great and awesome but I don't like I have one friend that's not a believer so mm-hmm. I'm like trying to figure out how to even talk about God and Jesus <laughs> outside of your Christian community so that's, that's why that huge. question was like so hard for me because I'm like I don't even know like yeah. how to ask it like yeah do yeah. you go to church I think for me, like yellow has I've I've been in very I've been in similar seasons um as you mentioned and one thing actually yellow has really helped me not be around Christians all the time because yeah. we're not a Christian company yeah we're not like it's not a Christian conference and we have a lot of different types of faiths and backgrounds of people who come to the conference as attendees and as speakers yeah and 
that that's been something that's been really really cool for me mm-hmm. and just even like getting into that wor- world and you discover a lot about yourself and your language and everything totally. but um yeah I didn't really have a point in that just that <laughs> I understand I've totally been where you where you've no. been thank you okay how would you encourage other women or girls in this season and when you say this season like do you mean like a similar season to what where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what I almost struggle with a little bit after I wrote that was like, well, okay. Not everyone is going to be in the same exact season, obviously. But, um, and because of that, like we all are in such unique because we're unique people, but then still someone else listening could be where you're at. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I mean. Like if someone is where you're at, whether it's like, struggling to just everything's kind of like the mundane like you're kind of getting into your flow of things to where it's no longer new and exciting um how would you encourage them in your season yeah yeah it's that's a good question I almost feel like I'm like encouraging myself yeah yeah (laughs) speaking truth to yourself because you need to hear it like every day which is really cool yeah yeah I feel like I guess I would, what I would like encourage someone in this season to do is continue to learn and well, never, never stop learning, like continue to immerse yourself in places where you're uncomfortable, where you're going to learn more, where you're going to meet cool people who are different from you. Mm -hmm. Don't get lost. Don't get stuck into your routine. Don't get stuck into what you already know because it's really easy to stay comfortable in what you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think we stay comfortable in pain even if just because it's like more comfortable for us because like we'd rather have like the comfort of that pain than Mm -hmm. like the the unfamiliar or like we'd rather have the familiar familiarity Mm -hmm. of that pain rather than the unfamiliarity of like what could be if we like stepped deeper and further into new spaces that are unfamiliar Mm -hmm. and so I would say like step into the unfamiliar like constantly step into the unfamiliar and don't let yourself get too cynical and continue to continue to learn continue to grow and never never let yourself be apathetic or complacent Mm -hmm. and um, stay engaged in what's happening yeah when I think I was going to ask tangible ways for that but I feel like you even already gave that of like you're getting back into playing the violin and doing things like that to where you're not I don't know you're stepping back into things that maybe you once knew or I don't know trying new things whatever that may be so yeah that's really good love that um okay so the next question is how are you celebrating women right now and how do you want to be celebrating them and I think that goes a whole long with like taking it back to Yellow Co. I think you guys do that really well. But maybe just like in your personal life, to step outside of just like the conference. Um, uh-huh. So how do you feel like you're celebrating rem- celebrating women? And then if maybe you're not doing it a certain way, how do you want to? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that... The first, one of the first things that comes to my mind with that question is how I'm almost, like, celebrating myself as a woman and mm-hmm. leaning into, like, my own, like, feminine essence and embracing that and mm-hmm. seeing the strength in it. I think one thing 
that growing up in the church, the church doesn't do a service to is a lot of inequality in the church Mm -hmm. as far as men and women go. And I'm finding in this season of life that I'm having to unlearn a lot of what I've been taught about a woman's role and a woman's place. And even just, you know, not only in the church, but just in culture, um, women are taught to behave, little girls are taught to behave a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think in recent years I've realized the, the potential that women have is so crazy, huge and amazing and strong. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that women deserve to have a voice and I deserve to have a voice and learning to use my voice, even when it might not be received well Mm. um and I think just in that especially like in a church setting can encourage other women too like when you see another woman using her voice and just voicing an opinion Mm -hmm. not even anything crazy Mm -hmm. um I think that it encourages other women to that they have a voice and that they can um to have ideas and input and be able to um contribute to a larger vision. Um, I don't know if that was like, I no, don't know, that's makes great. sense at all. It totally does. It totally does. <laughs> I currently am just like celebrating myself as a woman and how that's a good thing. Yeah. And that I can still be strong and have a voice and have a place in this world as a woman and especially as a woman. And so I'm, I'm going through a process of unlearning a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think like I used to, like when I was little and even sometimes today, I'm just like, man, like if I was a dude, this would be so much easier. (laughs) Like people would pay way more attention to me when I say this stuff. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have to fight for this. I wouldn't have to like get gear up all this like stuff and data and all whatever, like to back up what I'm saying. And I think that I'm trying to change my mindset into, like, man, this would be way easier if I was a guy to, like, you know what? Like, we still have a fight, and, like, I'm worth I'm worth this. Women are worth this fight. Mm-hmm. And we can, like, yeah, we have to fight harder, but, like, it's worth it. And fighting makes you stronger. And yeah. there's a lot of good that could come from that struggle. You know, it develops a lot of character and seeing seeing that in myself and seeing that in my friends and also embracing like the beauty of what comes uniquely to women, like Mm. empathy and relationships and conversations like this. Mm -hmm. And, um, just really seeing like even the power of like my friends and like the girlfriends that I have around me and just how amazing they are and really trying to embrace them and their unique gifts and power and Mm -hmm. um yeah just celebrating like who women are and how far we've even come like yeah I was just I was doing some research for something the other day and I found out that women couldn't even own credit cards until 1975 no way yeah isn't that crazy so I mean that was not that long ago like we couldn't even vote uh, like Less, less than, than 100, 100 years yeah, ago. yeah. Like, there's women still here on Earth, alive today, who couldn't vote because there were women. Well, they yeah. were probably under 18, too, at the yeah. time. <laughs> but um, still. But moms couldn't. You yeah. Know, yeah. They couldn't own property and all this stuff. So we have come so far, but, mm-hmm. like, also we do have so much farther to go. But, I don't know, I think our country is having a real cool moment for women right now, and it makes me excited. And Yeah. 
So, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And even where you're at, you're on, like, social entrepreneurship, meaning, like, you're online doing that stuff all the time. So do you feel like, with Yellow especially, how have you kind of stepped back from the comparing and stepped back from the, like, I want to be in this woman's season or I want to do what they're doing? And, um, like you said, you're trying to choose to celebrate yourself, but choosing where you're at and then choosing to then celebrate women rather than saying, I want to do what they're doing. I think that there's a lot of things where I could even look at what you're doing with yellow and be like, that's what I want to do. So it looks like I can't do that anymore. Like she's already taken, you know, taken the reins on it when that's so not true. We each have our own thing. I could still do what you're doing, but I'm also like, I don't know how many years younger than you. Like I could come in a different way and like, I don't know, things like that. So how do you feel like you've kind of combated that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, overall, I think big picture wise, just having a mindset that there's plenty, there's so much room for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that especially as women, when like, it really is a rising tide. Like when one woman is raised up, like we really all are like Mm -hmm. for so many different reasons. Um, there's like literal, there's like science and data to back that up. Mm. Um, and so just knowing that, like, there are 7 billion people on this planet and mm-hmm. like nobody like we all there's so much room for all us all totally you know? and and I found that like taking a stance of learning from other people who've gone before me and are um maybe a little bit farther down the road than I am with my business mm-hmm. taking a stance of learning and saying, like, okay, like, what can I learn from that person? Like, what can I, what have they done? How can I learn from their mistakes? Or how can I learn from their success? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just take a step a step of, like, wow, like, good for them. Like, they, they've, they've done a really good job, like, and I can learn from that mm-hmm. person. Um, like, even just, like, reading interviews and articles with founder, like, other female founders of companies that are further along the road than me, like, mm-hmm. I used to be, like, I used to be so, like, oh, I'm not even gonna look, look at their stuff, because it just makes me jealous, and yeah. it just makes me compare, like, I can't even look at it, whereas, like, I'm coming to a place now where I'm kind of, like, no, I should look at this, yeah. like, I should read what these people are doing and how they got to where they are, because, like, that's gonna help me, yeah. and, and these people who are paving the way ahead of me are actually making it a lot easier for, like, me to move forward because mm-hmm. um, just anything new, you know, is difficult. So the more yeah. people that are doing it shows the mar- shows that there's market value and that there's people interested in this, and that's actually a really good thing. Yeah. If you're the only one doing what you're doing, it probably it's probably going to be really hard to... Yeah convince people of what you're doing and I not to say that like if you're the only person doing what you're doing it's like not good or anything there yeah. has to be those trailblazers but totally yeah there's but there's nothing. a lot of times that we aren't the only one doing what we're doing right like right. there's thousands of women I don't know all trying to like blog I think like that's a huge thing for me is I started blogging um I want to say like three or four years ago when it was kind of not really a thing, like, I feel like it was just starting up, and now it's, mm-hmm. like, everyone's doing it, so it's kind of like, well, what the frick, what's the point of me having a blog if everyone else has one, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing with the podcast now, like, I've had my podcast for a year, and I feel like I've watched different women just, like, pop up of, like, well, they're doing the same thing as me, so honestly, 
what's the point? When really, like... And then they do it for, like, a month, and they're, like, huge, and you're yeah. like, what the heck? Oh, cool. Yeah. When really, it's like, I have to, like, step back of, that is not my purpose behind this. I think all of us want to be known and, like, I don't know, be, like, mm-hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard, whatever. Especially, like, being in California, it's kind of like, I feel like I should have one up in the game, you know? I can't live in California. <laughs> when really, that's not true of... Okay, step back. What's the point of I'm doing this? And whether I have three followers or ten or a hundred, like, the followers don't matter. It's more of the, I want to build a community behind it. I want to be able to support and encourage and celebrate women. And that's, like, honestly what has been so, just, like, reminding me of this, so excited for this season of, like, okay, I'm, that's my focus. So I need to get myself in that place. And, like, I was even in my... In my Bible study this past week, and one of the questions was like, what What are you learning right now that you feel like it's kind of challenging for you, and why are you learning it? And my thing is, is I'm relationing friendship-wise. Like, I'm learning a lot of, like, how to celebrate my friends and be excited for them um, and not compare myself to my closest friends, right, and not compete mm-hmm. with them when at the same time I'm literally writing questions for this podcast. I'm trying to get that vision out there when, like, I'm... Tr- I'm actually learning it the hard way as well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, we're all... I don't know. One thing that... I th- what is it? Like, you... There's no one, like... Someone... I feel like there's, like, a saying of, like, no one can do you, like, you or whatever. And that's... I mean, it's true that we're all mm-hmm. so unique that it... I feel like it's very easy to get caught up in... Totally. Well, she's doing it, so... Yeah, (laughs) like, even, like, with podcast interviews, like, I've done, you know, a handful of them, and I've never done one like this. Like, I've never done one with, like, these questions with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've even ever done one on FaceTime. Like, this is cool. (laughs) Like, I like it, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, totally you. And, like, I think what you said earlier, like, when you're sticking to the reasons why you're doing it, Mm -hmm. like, that's so helpful. If it's a creative outlet for you, like, amazing. Yeah. You know, whether you have five or 5,000 readers, like, as long as it's serving its purpose, then yeah. that's all That's all that it needs to do. Then totally. it's a success, you know? Yeah, totally. When I feel like that, like, kind of leads into the last question of, do you have any tangible ways that you think women can grit it with one another rather than against one another? And I feel like it's kind of, we talked about it a little bit, but... um I don't know. I just feel like it's, and you've said it, like, once one woman rises, we all kind of do. Yeah. Um, So how can we, like, stand next to each other and grit it rather than fighting against one another for it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are so many ways. Um, Like, in the business context, I mean, doing, like, co-branded things is Mm -hmm. super fun. Mm -hmm. Like, um... I know, like, with Yellow, we we always try to, like, highlight other, like, do good brands and brands and organizations and communities for women. Like, we interview the founders, and we put it on our blog. And, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, from a business standpoint, there's so much you can do. Like, you mm-hmm. can highlight other like-minded businesses. You can do a co-branded event. Like, mm-hmm you and so-and-so, and and I think that can really elevate and bring your audiences together. Yeah. Even if it's, like, you interviewing, like, another girl who you look up to who has a podcast, too, you know, bringing her on and... Totally. um, And giving her a 
a platform and then she gives you one and mm-hmm. um and then I think like just from a friendship state yeah like that very much okay let's take it to where we're just living right day-to-day rather than yeah yeah day-to-day I mean I think for me personally on the day-to-day like I love what you said about celebrating your friends like it's always a heart check thing for me Mm -hmm. um because I find that I could like text a friend like oh my gosh like like I have we have this me and my friends have this group text Mm -hmm. and um there are like five of us and everybody in it is like doing something amazing in the world Mm -hmm. and just like a lot there's just been a lot of growth lately and just like so many good things so many things to celebrate and so oftentimes we'll be like hey guys like this happened to me like it's really cool or like hey I need some prayer or I need some help like this sucks today or whatever yeah and I feel like for me um, like just having like a heart check of even if I'm texting a friend, like congratulations, that's so awesome. Like I could I could say that and like totally inside be like, Ugh, yeah, why did that happen to her and not me? Like, yeah, I I tried that and it didn't work for me. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so just being like, okay, like I really have to stop and like take a second and like feel that feeling and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Like. I'm feeling jealous right now is that because I know I'm capable of more and I'm just Mm. not living into it Mm. like is that because this person is doing something that I've always wanted to do but I've never even told anybody yeah like I think our own jealousies and our own comparison can actually reveal so much more about us than they don't reveal anything about the other person yeah they reveal stuff about us totally I think sometimes it can be even helpful just to be like I think it's Shauna Nyquist do you know who she is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she write, um, is it Present Over Perfect? Is that one yeah. of them? Mm-hmm. What's another one that she's written? She wrote, um, uh, Cold Tangerine. Yeah, Cold Tangerine. And Bittersweet, Bittersweet and okay. Bread and Wine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't even remember which book of hers it was. I think it was like Bittersweet or Cold Tangerines, but she was talking about how there was this girl in her Bible study who, came into Bible study one day and was like, guys, I got a book deal. Like, I'm writing a book. And, like, Shauna was just like, what? She was like, oh, my gosh, that's great. But, like, inside she was, like, so jealous. Mm -hmm. And she said that's when she realized, like, she has to write a book because Mm -hmm. the reason why she was so jealous is because it's always been her dream to write a book. Yeah. And yet she, like, had not done it. She hadn't acted on it. So then here comes her friend who actually did act on it and is doing it. And she's, like so jealous but I think that like taking a stance of like oh what is this revealing about myself oh my gosh I need to like act yeah on this dream that I have or else I'm just gonna be jealous of everybody else who does it yeah um and just like and then that frees you up to be like this isn't about this person I can genuinely be excited for this person that they've gone after their dream Mm -hmm. and that like they've taken whatever it is to the next level Mm -hmm. and not let my like insecurities or the like my disappointment in myself that I haven't taken that next step be something that like stops me from celebrating this person totally but yeah I think taking a look like inside yourself and Mm -hmm. why you're feeling these those ways is probably the most practical thing that you could do on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. to like help figure out where the source of that is coming from. Mm Because it's just going to continue to happen if you don't figure out that source. Oh, yeah. No, that's really good. But it's definitely, like, taking that step back of, okay, 
Um, where is this coming from? I think it's just, it's sometimes it's really scary, especially in the current season I'm in of like a lot of my friendship things have revealed really gross parts about me and my heart and like things that I desire and like jealousy and those things. Um, and having to sit in it and be like, okay, like, where is this coming from? And then, like I said, do this podcast on the side of like, okay, nope, we're going to celebrate people. We're going to be excited for women and what they're doing. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, something that, um, sorry, the postman just knocked on the door. You're totally fine. <laughs> but he's gone. I just don't um, yeah, I think that, like, yeah, that's something I think we've, I've certainly felt, I know my friends have felt it before, um, that just, you know, it, it's funny because we, and I've totally done this, like, it's like, Someone else wants to start a podcast, and it's like, they're copying me. Yeah. Like, and, like, or I'll do it with, like, an event or, like, a conference. Like, oh, like, they're copying me. But yeah. I was not the first person to start a conference. Yeah. Like, I, I emailed my friend who had a conference and said, hey, can you help me? Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I went to his conference, and yeah. I was like, oh, like, you know? Yeah. And so it's just, like, it's just funny how we do that, but, like, I've totally been there, too, mm-hmm. and it's... It's um, it's just like we're so complex. It's yeah. just like interesting, but I think like you said, like taking a step back and like sitting in it and being like, okay, like where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, like, do I really believe there's enough room for everybody? Do I really have totally. a mindset of abundance, or am I like in a mindset of scarcity? And mm-hmm. and why am I in that? And everything? no, yeah, oh, that's really good. Okay, I'm looking at the time right now, and I feel like we've almost been talking pretty much for an hour, a little over an hour. This was so great. I love getting to meet you and chat with you. This has been awesome. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much, and I love what you're doing, and you're doing a good job. And oh, thank you. It's awesome. Good for you for has been doing it for a year or two. Thanks. <laughs> it's not easy, and I know a lot of people pick something up, and it sounds fun, and then, mm-hmm. you know, after a little while kind of peters out so good for you for continuing yeah. to go on and connecting with other women and oh thank you you're doing a good job thank you so much for joining me this has like been so wonderful and many yeah, ways. <laughs> thank you i appreciate yeah. it and it's an honor and um yeah happy to support you so keep me updated on everything you're up to i will thank you so much have a good day cool all right you too bye bye Well, what do we got? What do you say? Joanna's awesome. Guys, we chatted for another half hour after um, the end of that interview because she helped me. Like I said, she's helping me get like that focus and that those goals and more of like, what do I want this platform of Good Good Talks to be? So Joanna's awesome. I'm excited to stay connected with her. And heck, I'm going to Yellow Conference this year. I don't care what y'all say. I'm going. And I'm just going to sit and just probably cry my eyes out and being so genuinely full and happy and excited that I'm going to be in a room of women who are celebrating one another and excited to push one another forward to doing good in the world. So thanks guys so much for joining me this week. I cannot wait for next week. I'm not going to tell you who's next because honestly, 
could not tell you who it is, but actually, I guess it's two weeks now. Um, but I love that you guys are here. I love that you're joining me and so, so would love just a shout out, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's a new way that you can just review this and share it with other people. My goal is just, I don't know, just to be able to have good conversation, especially focusing on celebrating women this season. So if you guys have any women in your life that are like, hey, I would love for them to hear this, or whether they're a college student, whether they're a mom, whether they're this or that, I mean, trying to figure out what my audience is and um, being able to really listen to you guys and what you guys need and what you need to hear. Um, So yeah, thanks again. Get that review whatever that looks like. I don't know. How do I, I've been podcasting for a year now. I don't even know how to end a podcast. You guys are great. And I will see you in a couple Fridays.